This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution. That will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone, as he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, now up to, to bat, Brett Boone. Hey, welcome everybody. It's time for the Friday edition of the Brett Boone Podcast. Turning two with Booney. I'm the executive producer of this podcast. Work with Brett Boone on this show for about three years now. And on Fridays, we go inside the mind of Brett Boone. Booney, how are you? Rich, I'm doing well. Uh, so far, so good. Well, listen, it's been a pretty big week for you. Oh, big week. A big, huge, big week for you. We got week. baseball going on. You know, you're out here with some pretty big guests in the podcast. And then, folks, I don't know if you know this, Brett is also now the inspiration for school children throughout the world because someone thought it would be a great idea to bring Brett Boone in for career day, career day. Um, Tell me, uh, you got, you got to share with people who thought let's have Brett Boone come in and talk to, well, I don't think career day. I think years ago uh, that would have gone an unseen email. It would have gone straight to spam, but I was thinking about it. I got an email about a month ago. Uh, reach reaching out from a local middle school. Okay, so you're seeing junior high kids. I'm seeing junior high kids. First thing that goes in my mind, Rich, is these junior high kids are a pain in the ass. They they're sarcastic. They're at that smart ass age. But I right. thought, you know what? That it was a really nice email formulated by the assistant principal, and she said, uh, "Brett, I just we always get lawyers and doctors and real estate people, and man, it would be really cool to have an athlete." And I thought about it for a minute, and I thought, why not? Why not go in? I can so help I, inspire kids. Well, I didn't necessarily think that, but I. then she says, well, can you wear your, your uniform? And I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to put my spikes on, my elbow pad. I'm going to head down. There. No. Did so she I really on, want you to wear the uni? Well, I did wear it. I wore the top. 
Oh, you wore a jersey. And that was a big discussion in the house. Which which top should I what, wear? Because, I was just about to ask. What did you because wear? Because I'm in, I'm in San Diego. I did play for the Padres for one year. But I'm really not known as a Padre. And and the, the consensus in the house was, Dad, go with the Mariners jersey. So I went okay. with the Mariners jersey. Anyway, all these kids, by the way, Rich, they're all 12, 13 years old. They weren't born when I was playing. So I, I'm I'm looking for olive branches. Like, oh, hopefully somebody will have a little insight. Maybe maybe did some Google work. And uh, anyway, fast forward. I fast forward. I get there. Uh, the lady that had invited me recognized her right away. I didn't even think about it. My kids went to that middle school. My oldest. Well, you're my wearing a jersey that says Boone. Of course, they're going to know who you are. No, I'm not wearing it yet, though, when I oh. see her. I, okay. I have it tucked under my shoulder, concealed. Oh, I thought you rolled in with the... No, so so it, I, I saw her and I said, I recognize her. She's like, Brett, I'm the one that's been reaching out to you on the email. And she said, how are the boys doing? Because my youngest boys, right. they're, they're now freshmen in college. Isaiah and Judah. Yeah, they went there. And now I put it all together. I, I, remember, I remember many meetings with her about Judah and Isaiah, what we were going to do with them. <laughs> so uh no it, it, it all started off that way I, I slipped the jersey on took a took a team picture with all the doctors and the lawyers okay, wait, and, so you, you got to set this up for because i've i've seen this before right so who are the other people there to inspire these children for career day no it's next to me there was a doctor he had his scrubs on he had his stethoscope okay uh, there was a real estate agent two two booths over with a laptop and a right she was talking about how she sells real estate and how she got into it and uh, anyway they opened the they opened the door this is my first career day yeah they they opened the floodgates which is there's 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 a cop there's a fireman there's no Uh, cops no firemen no cops no firemen no there's a there's a doctor there's a real estate agent there's a lawyer there's a professor and then there's brett boone nurse and then brett boone Right. So the doors open, the floodgates open, uh, you know, the doors to the gym, all the kids come, come running in. They came in in waves. So it was, you know, seventh grade, then eighth grade. And you know what, Rich, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, these kids were well-mannered. Okay. They were respectful and they had goofy questions, but some of them had some good questions. It was kind of, it was kind of cool. Oh, you know, uh, how do you get to the big leagues? Or to me, that's goofy. Cause, and I gave him a goofy answer. How do, how do you become a major league baseball player? Excuse said, me, well, Mr. Boone, Mr. Boone, how do you become a major league baseball said, player? You're better than everybody else in the world. That's what I said. And, and then they kind of give you that blank stare, huh? stare and I'm going now. I said, well, essentially that, <laughs> that is the answer, but no, I, when I was a little kid and I was, it's all I ever remember doing. That's all I did is play baseball from the time I could walk. And, uh, I told my my counselor that I'm going to be a baseball player and I don't need to go to school and it worked <laughs> out for me. It worked out for me, but but there was a, there were some good questions too. Like what what uh, in school did you take to Major League Baseball? What were lessons that you learned in school that helped you in your professional life? And uh, there were a couple kids that you could tell, Rich. You can tell that that kid that's in like. Uh, four travel. He's on four travel ball teams. He's got right. the hat on the the pins, and I see this kid coming from a mile away, and he walks up to me, looks at me, and he goes, uh, "We started talking baseball. Who's the who's the toughest pitcher you ever faced?" And I'm thinking, this kid's twelve. How is he going to know who I'm going to talk about? Uh, he goes, "Is it Maddox?" And I went, 
wow, you're pretty good. He goes, yeah, and Smoltz and Glavin. And then I told him about the podcast. I said, they've all been on the podcast. And matter of fact, they are. And he he knew what he was up to date on on not only today's game, because we talked about the Padres a little bit, but he, on yesteryear. He, he was a wise soul. Let's put it that way. But no, overall experience, I uh, was there for about an hour. Had a couple fathers coming over to me thinking, asking me what I think of the Padres and when Tatis comes back, are they going to be better? So they wanted my insight on that. So overall, the day, I thought it went really well. I was pleasantly surprised with my first career day. Will you do it again? Well, when? If somebody else invites you. Soon or next year? Just in general. Would you ever do it again? Uh, yes, I'd be open to doing it again. Okay, but doubt, without a doubt, I, I, as the executive producer of the Boone Podcast, I'm a little upset. Why is that? Why didn't you tell them about your current career? Why didn't you say Brett Boone, podcaster? I did touch on that, and I told you, and and I shared this with you. You didn't believe me. There was I a I still don't eleven year old kid that came up to me and said, "Mr. Boone, you do a podcast, the Boone Podcast," and I said. That's outstanding. How did you know? Because I, I didn't know if this was really for, for 12-year-old ears or for 11-year-old ears. He said, yeah, I know all about your podcast. 11 years old. So I did was you, impressed with that. I was name? impressed with it. No, I didn't. See, I, I said, would love but, to give him a shout but Listen out. to the Boone podcast wherever you get your podcast. All right. you know, that's, my, that's my stock answer. All right, listen, kid. Here's what we're going to do. Okay. Boone, the Boone 29 is your yes. Twitter handle. Mm-hmm. Hit up the Boone 29 at Twitter if that's the kid. And Booney, I've got a baseball. I'll have you sign it. And we'll send it to him. You got it. You All got right. It. So if, if the nameless kid, now, by the way, you're probably going to get 50 people claiming to be that nameless I'll, kid. I'll, I remember, I never forget a face. Really. All right. If you reach out, we'll get you an autographed baseball. Fair enough. All right. That's awesome. Mr. Boone, Mr. Boone, how do you get to be a big league? Better than everybody else? Okay, I guess I'm going to go be a doctor. Facts. And then it'll probably look at me okay. and say, bra, bra. <laughs> this is something we've probably asked people on the podcast before. What would Brett Boone be doing right now if he were not a ball player? I, I, I've, I've gotten that question asked to me my whole life. No clue what I would have done. I had no backup plan uh, my entire life. Never thought for a second. I wasn't going to play in the big leagues for a long time. And really, <laughs> it worked out for me. You know, that that was selective naivety. I was very naive as a young man, Rich, but uh, it worked out. You know, but part part of me, I see young, young guys and, and kind of on guys that have similar personalities that I did as a young kid. And, and they're driven and they're, they've got blinders on and it's one speed and I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this and if you talk to somebody and they really truly believe it, I kind of get out of their way and don't tell, well, you need to have a backup plan, son, and this and that. Sometimes the best backup plan is not having a backup plan. And uh, I get out of those guys' way because I know somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to make it. Chase your dreams. Um, It's the guys that that are in the middle that, yeah, I'd like to do this if I could get a chance to. No, those guys, you better have a backup plan. But the guys that from the get-go say, I'm going to do this, and it's already a foregone conclusion, they've already seen it, get out of their way. They might they might just surprise you and do it. I read something once about famous rock stars, 
musicians that made it. Mm-hmm. They had no backup plan. And they were hungry with no other resources, meaning I'm either going to jump into this and I'm going to go full kilter, uh, put my foot down on the pedal and burn the boat so there's no no turning back. And it drives them to success where others like, well, you know what? If being a rock star doesn't work out, I'm going to go be a doctor. Right. Because you don't commit to it. Without a doubt, there's some truth to that. Now, being a father... That's that's where I was going next. You probably love the backup plan. <laughs> uh one hundred percent, right? <laughs> you know, but as a a young kid that is inspired, whatever he may be, like you said, could be a rock star, could be he wants to be the top lawyer, right? He wants to be a brain surgeon. He wants to be a, an NFL quarterback if he's got the skill set. Uh, man, sometimes you got to just get out of their way and, and let them, because I always, I think about it. I, I coached when I first retired, I did a lot of uh, travel ball coach with my kids. Right. And you deal with parents and, and the parents are a constant, you know, you end up getting to a point in travel ball where you start recruiting parents, not the kids because the, the parents are a pain in the ass. What kind of parent would you be in a travel ball team? I've, I've always been that guy. You know, I, I had a good mentor in my dad the way, right. and, and my parents, the way they behaved. So I've kind of just mirrored that and kind of out of sight, out of mind. I've always tried to be that, whether it's starting with Jacob and Savannah going to their game. Savannah was a volleyball player up until college. And I would I, I was never that guy that you would know I was there. I'd always you kind stand of let, in the corner. I, I would stand in the corner. I never had anything to say, especially at baseball games. Uh, with my boys because everybody expects the 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 baseball player to be come on now, uh, now commenting on the game and and I was the opposite I stayed quiet I didn't yell at my kids you know I'd give it a golf clap if they did something really really good but and I was that kind of parent I didn't I didn't bring the game to them. I, I wasn't that guy that gets you in the car after what happened today. Right. Uh, I let them, if they had a question, if they wanted to talk about it now, pull up a chair. I got a lot of advice for you, but I always let the boys uh, bring the questions to me. And if they have questions, you know, I just felt, I don't know. I, I think my dad was that way. He taught me to do it that way. Just stay out of it. And, and uh, I don't know. I think it's for the best. I think it's for the best. When you're when your dad and I grew up in a family where you know dad was a major league baseball player through Grandpa my college major league baseball yeah player. through my college years now I didn't feel that burden I really didn't but it was definitely there I've seen and, it with and, other guys though yeah and I try to just take the as much pressure as I can off they've already got to deal with well they've got a they've got a dad that's in the in the big leagues they've got a grandpa in the big leagues they got a great grandpa in the big leagues they've got an uncle that's in the big leagues and everybody expects them that's enough so it's Um, like i want to leave them alone and let them be as normal as they can there's a there's a point of view somebody told me don't ever talk to your kids about their game or their event or their play or anything else for the first 15 minutes in the car ride home let them just be right sometimes i didn't talk for the entire car ride Good or bad. Now, if they're going to have a good game, you always get the guy. Hey, way to go today, man. That was really good. Your swing looked really good. That great play in, in the fifth inning. Uh, but always the positive. Never would I bring a negative. Never can would I, I bring a negative. Can I share a quick story with you? Uh, yeah, I got time. You got time? You sure? So one time when I was working at Tampa Bay, I came to work and I was grumpy because I was at baseball practice with my son. 
And uh, Joe Madden asked me, he goes, why are you, what's wrong with you? I go, ah, been out there with a bunch of kids, baseball practice. And, and I'm just frustrated. I was out there yelling at him. And, and we've had Joe on the podcast before. Yes. Very, very chill guy. He turns on his heel and gets in my face and just lets me have it. If you're out there yelling at kids, you're out there for the wrong reason. He stomps off and he turns around and he lets me have it again. Because if you're out there yelling, you're out there for the wrong reason. I have no business being out there. And it really, it took me for a loop. So I stopped doing that. Uh, fast forward, end of the season, uh, my kid who is, oh, he's not very good. Let's be honest. He's, he has my genes. Um, comes up at the end of the game. Base is loaded. Uh, we need a hit to, to win the game. Uh, all the other dads like, oh, God, this kid's going to strike out again. This is going to be awful. Uh, I can't believe he's up third. First two kids are best hitters. They strike out. So now it's we're down rig, to the worst. Big rigs? Big rigs. Worst kid of the team up there hitting. He's little. He's very, very small. And uh, he draws a walk. Next kid comes in, draws a walk, base hit. He scores the winning run. Everybody goes crazy. And I was I was so nervous for him when he was up there hitting. I uh, But I kept my mouth shut. After the game, I said, boy, you did really well. How did, how did you feel up there? He goes, oh, it's fine. And I said, you were? And he goes, well. I figured if you weren't up there screaming and yelling the way all the other dads were that you believed in me. So I just figured I could get it done. That's right. <laughs> Pretty good story. We got to get Mike Matheny, by the way, on the program who wrote the Matheny manifesto. I'm open to it. Yeah. I, we're going to work on that. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week you're here is in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right. Uh, I want to see what's going on inside the mind of Brett Boone. So tell me, what is Brett Boone thinking about right now? What story has caught your eye this week. What am I thinking about right now? Uh, well, you, you know what I'm you know what I'm really thinking about right now? I haven't played golf in a month. I've got a little mini tournament in Oklahoma City the 1st of May and I've got to practice. I also have a new driver head that uh Cobra sent me that I'm going to try out and I'm okay. thinking what what I'm really thinking right now? I just saw it. It's down in the box and I thought it's a, it's a 9 degree head, but you can turn it uh, with today's technology, you can go down to a seven and a half loft to a right. 10 loft. I have that and, on my club. I have no idea how it works. And really, to be honest with you, because I hit a really high ball. Uh, so I usually crank it all the way down as low as it'll go. But I'm really thinking right now, am I going to put it at the seven and three quarters? Am I going to go all the way down to the seven and a half? And I've got a couple different driver heads I want to try out this weekend. I'm going to go play this weekend. Uh what, what Without disrupting my game, I don't want to be out there just changing heads and right. tinkering around. I still want to score. So th that's what I'm really thinking about right now. Is that interesting to you? <laughs> uh, kind of is, because I would like to have some video of Brett Boone playing golf. I will send you some. I'll get I would some. like to see the, the best shot and the worst shot of the day. All right. There's a there's a lot of those. That's right. that's what I am. I'm a, I'm that guy. I will wow you. And I will break your heart in the same round because I can hit a ball sideways, baby. <laughs> All right. 
Hey, let's talk about let's let's turn to with Booney. I got I got a couple of subjects. I'm gonna get two takes from you. You ready? Yeah. All right. Let's start with Fernando Tatis. He's back this week after a lengthy suspension. Padres have gotten off to a so-so start, not as well as they'd like, obviously, with all the hype surrounding them. Tell me a couple things. Number one, as a veteran, what do you say to Tatis when he comes back? And what does Fernando Tatis need to do to win back the confidence of his teammates? Because they were very, very uh, – there are some demonstrative people uh, out there, and and let and they were very, very disappointed in the suspension last year, I guess, is the best way to put it. Well, from what I hear from, from the guys in San Diego, is he's kind of mended that fence with his teammates behind the scenes. So I, I think that's out of the way, Rich. Uh, he His first game back uh, is right now, pretty much. And I think he's such a dynamic player. I hope he's learned from it and, and not for what he did, but how he handled his situation. Um, if he If he moves on with his career, learns from the mistake he made, 10 years from now, we're not going to be talking about. This is a hiccup. This is a bump in the road. This isn't a big deal for Tatis Jr. If he's if he is indeed the player, I think he is. Um, but that Padre team needs him. I mean, any team would need a Tatis. This guy, uh, flamboyant. He's a rock star. He's got the hair. He's got everything. But I'll tell you what, he's got the game too. He's he's down in the minor leagues. He hit six or seven homers in a right. in a four day period, and uh, that's his personality. The game today, it's different. It's going to be in your face, and I don't think that part of him is going to change. So, uh, I just hope internally he really takes to heart what happened because he, he's got a huge responsibility. He's a young man right. with sky's the limit talent. And a huge but, contract that they've – And a huge contract yeah. that, that, that he has – he's got to be accountable. Right. He is the face the, – the, the San Diego Padres ponied up – and made him the face of this franchise for for the next decade, and he's got to realize that that okay. Can I, let me there's stop consequences. There's me, consequences because we use that we use that term way too much. What what does it mean to be the face of the franchise? Because a lot of people go, oh well, he's the guy that we put on posters, but there's more than that because it's your team. It's his team. People believe me. Manny Machado, great player, great career on a Hall of Fame trajectory. Uh Alexander Bogarts just came over from Boston off to a great start. Juan Soto, a year ago, we're talking about as the best offensive player in baseball. He's got some big-time stars around him. But when push comes to shove, that's Fernando Tatis's team. He knows it. Everybody knows it. Everybody looks to him. Because they put so much of their resources in him. It's not only that. Built- it's... But it's not only that. I mean, Machado's got a pretty nice contract over there in San they keep Diego. Breaking the bank. Peter Seidler keeps spending more money. Right. Every no, year. it's 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 a combination. It's the youth com- combined right. with the personality, the rock star personality, the talent level. Everybody recognizes the talent that this kid has. He's something special. And and I say it, uh, man. I. I it hurts me to say it, but he's an Alex Rodriguez type talent. And I don't say that about anybody. No. Alex Rodriguez almost hit 700 homers. Right, this guy's, turn. this guy's potentially that good. All right, let's turn two on this. He's going to go on the road. Um, and the fans are going to give it to him. Without how do you, how do you handle that? Because when he rolls into Dodger stadium, if the Padres are challenging the Dodgers, the Dodger fans are going to give it to him. He rolls into San Francisco. We know what those fans are like everywhere he goes. 
He's going to hear the boos. He's going to hear the cat calls. He's going to hear somebody popping off. And um, it, it seems like fans are, oh, fans are, are starting to cross that line. We see it in the NBA with, with players and fans interaction. I just wonder how out there the the commentary and, and the cat calls are going to be for Fernando Tatis. How do you handle that when people are just giving you the business? Play really well. That's the that's the answer for anything for an athlete. Play really well, and there's nothing they can say. I think the Houston Astros, they, they kind of got shaded from it a little bit, the 2017, the scandal, the banging on the trash cans. Uh, but Dusty did a good job of taking Dusty all that did, on. And he was the best. He's the right. best hire. You know, that offseason, I said, that's the best free agent move of the offseason, getting Dusty Baker uh, as the guy out front. But I think Houston's lived it a little bit. You know, I think Altuve Bregman kind of took the brunt of it. Correa, he's moved he's moved around now, though. He's not with the Astros. But it's just going to be another thing for, for, for Tatis to have to deal with. You, you made your bed. You're going to fans are going to come to the ballpark. They're going to give you a hard time. The only thing that shuts them up is results, right? Getting big hits, hitting a homer. There's nothing they could really say to you. Success. Success is the key to it. What's it like shutting up a crowd? No, it's wonderful. All of a sudden, ladies and gentlemen, now batting number 29, Brett Boone. Well, I I used to love it. Right. The more you get booed on the road, uh, the more of a, a figure you are, the more right. of a, of a player you are, you know, so you take it as a compliment, you go on the road, you go to Dodger stadium, you get booed, take that as a compliment. You know, I think it's Reggie Jackson that said they don't yeah. boo nobody. They don't boo nobody. Now you, you get starting, start to get booed at home. You might want to worry <laughs> about it. However, I had it built in rich. It's it, it, any time. And I had some lean years. <laughs> you know, I look back to some years in the mid nineties with Cincinnati, right? And, you know, I, I, people are, hey, they're not booing you. They're booning you. Of course <laughs> they are, without a Boo. doubt. But I'll tell you, uh, during some of those years, believe me, I heard that, that that's not boon, that's boo. <laughs> and uh, there's nothing worse than being a getting booed at, at your home field. But that's a part of the gig. And, and you know what you're getting into and you know what you signed up for. And uh I want. I want. You paid. You paid a lot of money to to perform, and when you don't, you're going to hear it. I want Sue Boone back on the on the podcast. We haven't had her on for a while because I want to know what it's like having her son booed. Yeah, she's had everybody in her family booed. Yeah, I want to know husband, sons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mom's got a lot of yeah. Yeah. Mom's got a lot of interest. We need Sue Boone coming back on the program. Um, Okay, let's turn to with this one: Las Vegas. Big news coming out this week. The Oakland A's have bought a parcel of land. I think it's just uh, north of the Strip past the Rio mm-hmm. that they're looking at. Listen, for 20 years plus, I think it's even longer than that because I worked for the Oakland A's in 1998 was my first year, and they were still struggling with the ballpark uh, for the longest time. Them at Tampa Bay, I worked for both the ball teams that need new ballparks. Give me your thoughts on them in Vegas. Well, I think Oakland's it's coming to a head. I mean, it, it, we've been talking about this, like you said, 98. I mean, it's just a long time coming. Uh, personally, for me, I, 
I hit well in the Coliseum, but with all the state of the art, 2023 Major League Baseball, uh, you've got to get into a new stadium where you can get some some fan base built in and and uh, you can enjoy what the rest of the country is enjoying with these new state of the art ballparks. Uh, the Vegas thing's very interesting for me, Rich, because I think the fans will support it. Baseball's a little bit different than the other sports like football. Uh, because baseball, you're constantly on the road. Right. So they're going to worry about Major League Baseball teams coming into Vegas, Sin City, for three or four days at a time. Right. Whereas the NFL, you can control that. You know, you fly in Friday night, you're quarantined in your hotel, you you eat, sleep, dream football until Sunday. You play the game, you get on a plane, you go home. Baseball, you're rolling in for a four-game series Wednesday night, and you're going Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I think baseball probably has its – concerns about that type of situation that being said if they roll out a great package they're obviously gonna they would build a state-of-the-art facility but the only thing you're getting into you're getting into a little bit of a course field thing too because right. that ball really flies in las vegas so now are you getting into a, a humidor situation with the ball all the stuff that Coors field uh had to deal with but um i don't know i think for the bottom line uh bringing fans to the game New facility, uh, I think it's a home run fan-wise, but a lot of logistics have to go right from a player and an organization standpoint. See, listen, I love Oakland. I worked there. Um, I lived in the Bay Area from Northern California. I, I'm hoping and praying that they can come up with it, but it's just been so long, I don't know. Let me take Vegas one step further as we as we turn to with this. How is How are players going to react? You talked about this. We always talked about, the Cubs had an extra advantage. All the day games, you go to Wrigley Field, you go to dinner, you go out, you run around in Chicago. Second or third day, you're tired because you're enjoying Chicago. Family usually comes on the family trip. usually comes yeah. along with you. If I'm if if I'm the if I'm the Major League Baseball team in Las Vegas, I play all day games, so everybody stays out all night and has to show up the next morning and play a ball right. game. How, how? What are the challenges that you will have in Las Vegas? And what would it be? Is that really home field advantage, or am I making well, that up? You know, the the more I think about it, though, with the modern day ball player, it's 2023. It's not uh, like past generations. My generation, we could go out. We could right. go to a bar. We could go to a nice dinner. Today's different because of social media, because of these things we carry oh. around our, our phones. So players today aren't as active as we were. They don't just go grab a beer with the buddies after a game because nowadays everything is on camera. Yeah. So guys are more apt to, you know what? I'm going to just go back to my room and play video games. So, right. so I don't think it's like my generation where, man, in the nineties, we're pulling into Vegas and, Oh, okay. Let's get the game over with. So I can go play blackjack all night. <laughs> you know, I think of course you've got those guys that for sure will do that, but I don't think, I don't think it would be an overwhelming problem just because the athlete today is different. They're, they're trained differently. It's like they have certain benchmarks they hit during the day. We do this, this, and this. Then in the evening, I do this. Whereas in my generation, it was kind of like we always wanted to to go out afterwards and hang out, and have a few beers with the guys. Did you have? Did you play any spring training games in Vegas when they did uh, Big League Weekend? Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I, I was there one night and I looked down at my watch and it was like 5 30 in the morning i'm like oh, i've been sitting here playing blackjack well i'll tell you my triple a season i played in the pcl i was in calgary oh. and vegas was in was in that league so yeah it, it's uh 
And I think that's kind of the. Do you remember the visiting hotel? It was like a. It was the visiting ho- the the visiting team hotel in Las Vegas was like it wasn't on the strip, but it had a casino in it and a bowling alley. Yeah, I don't remember. I think I only went to Vegas one time during my AAA year, but it's there. And I think that's that's kind of what people are watching. There's a there's a franchise there. The AAA for Oakland is in Vegas right now at a right. brand new brand new stadium. It's I think it's really successful. The Las Vegas Aviators. I want their hat. Right. So I think uh, you know I think probably Major League Baseball is looking at that dynamic and see how that works. And if if they think it's a, it's a feasible thing, I think that's why they're going forward with with the big league plans. And again, I, I still wish everything works out in Oakland, and I know the A's do, but we'll see what happens because uh, something's got to come to a head. Oakland has got to figure out what they're going to do with the ballpark. The A's need a ballpark, same at Tampa Bay. All right. We're going to do a couple little different things for you here on the podcast. Is I, I'm having fun with this on Friday, and I know the feedback has been fantastic uh, from the listeners of this podcast and everybody that that, it, that listens and, and tunes in every week. Um, one of the things you might not know about Brett is that Brett likes television. Yes, I do. I'm a binge watcher. Brett is a binge watcher. So I thought it'd be interesting to ask Brett on the uh, turning two with Booney. Booney, what are you watching? Give us your recommendations. All right. Current list, because I'm always looking for feedback. I'm always Something looking new. for that. I'm always looking for that next show. Now, we just finished with Your Honor. I believe it's an HBO. It's a Cranston production. Uh, really good. Breaking Bad? Yes. Okay. Really good. A plus, I give it an A plus. Just well done. The acting's top notch. I don't think Cranston does anything uh, that that's not, you know, top shelf. Tremendous. I suggest that. Uh, matter of fact, guys, if you're listening to the Boone podcast, Rich Herrera, our our, our host of of Turning Two with Booney, suggested this to me. It's a series of books. It's called Terminal List. It's on Amazon. Chris Pratt is the star, which kind of is another A-list actor. You right. know it's going to be a quality production. The acting around him is the the, the quality of the, the film work is there. Everything A-list, really good. I got into the first episode. I was 20 minutes in, and I thought, eh. I don't know if I'm going to like this, but I'm really trying to like I it. I sold I had, it. I had nothing to watch at the time. And the way that, you know, how all these series at the end, they hook you with next week's hook. That that thing changed on a, on a dime to me at the end. And I went from, I don't know if I'm going to watch this again to, oh, I'm going to watch another one tonight. I ended up watching the whole season of Terminal List. A, tremendous. I they, have, five, they have the second season that's about to come out. Five stars. Yeah. Uh, now I'm going to kind of the B level of of that type of movie terminalist, Night Angel or Night Agent. It's on. Oh Net- yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to. It's on Netflix. That. It's not quite. Ter- it's not quite that AA quality. It's it's a little more of a B, but but it's good enough. I'm on episode six now. Okay. Really good, and I've been watching Succession, which uh, it's starting to get on my nerves. Did it jump the shark? Oh, it's such a quality show, and I've been watching it for, I think this is season four. Uh, it's it's starting yeah, to get see, on my nerves. I think they you jumped know, the shark. You know what they're doing? It's just, it's just too much of the same. It's quit with the sarcasm every line. 
deliver a serious line one time. Everything's got to be a quip here. All the, the siblings are arguing with each other. At the end of the day, Succession is a it's a quality show. But right now I'm, I'm kind of in between. I'm on episode, I think, four of season four. and I'm, I'm not happy with it, but I'm sure I'll tune in to episode five. There's my list. All right. And we'll ask you so we can get uh, some more recommendation of what Boone's watching. Do you ever sit and just watch YouTube? No. No. I'll go down the YouTube rabbit hole and just I, I watch and I watch, watch you know what I watch. I watch TikTok. And and I know I shouldn't watch it. I'm rolling my eyes I, at you. And I know How it's like a, a little are kid. Are you thing. 13? Oh, it's amazing. You know, I, I used to laugh at the kids with the TikTok and the Snapchat. And you know, I think that's just so juvenile. And all of a sudden one day I started watching TikTok and oh that was funny. That was cute. I'm telling you, Rich, don't get the TikTok app because it'll find out what I, you I like don't have it and it will roll it. And the next thing you know, you'll look up and you just wasted two hours of your life. But it is addicting. I wish they'd take it away in the government. They're talking about we're going to ban TikTok, either ban it or don't. <laughs> it's well, at least you're not watching. A, did you watch soap operas as a player? I didn't. No. You did or did not? I did not. OK, because some guys do. Yeah. I just see Brett sitting there. I, I wasn't a soap opera guy. No. Watching Days of Our Lives. No. All right. Last part. I by the way, are you do you enjoy the Friday version of this? I do. I, it's I different. like it. We get, we I get to know I, you a little bit more. I said last week it gets me out of the the host seat. It gives me a little bit of a break and, and uh you know, back to my old life when I was the one being interviewed. Yet I can still give my feedback. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a fun uh, break up from the interviews that I love doing and, and they're still going to be coming to you twice a week. But yeah, I think this breaks up the monotony a little bit. Well, it's also the penance you have for blowing me off at the all-star game all those years ago. That's right. I'm never going to let that go folks. I, I had an assignment from Fox and Brett. Well, look, I let you sit in the big boy seat. There's my amends right there. I know. That's why I appreciate yeah. that. All yeah. right. Finally, we, you have to explain this to everybody because it's the Boone 29. Correct. And hashtag Boone approved if you follow Brett on social media. That's a little arrogant to call yourself the Boone. Uh, that, I, I think this story is documented. Uh, that's Mark McLemore, the, the great utility player from the early 2000s Mariners, who also played with my father in Anaheim. Oh, that's and we were, right. we, yeah, we were teammates for the first time in 2001. I, I'll never forget it. I was doing an interview in the clubhouse. So you got a bunch Mac, of guys like me standing around you. Yeah, I love Mac. Max, he, he was a great, uh, great teammate. And still to this day, Mark McElmore is a great dude. But he's just kind of, I, I had a good game. And Max just kind of, just kind of lurking in the background. And he's got that smile on his face and he comes up and he pops his head up under all the press and, and he gets in the mic and he goes, you guys are calling this guy Booney. That ain't Booney. I played with Booney. He's a catcher in Anaheim. He goes, that right there is the boon. And that's where it came from. And the next thing you know, in Seattle, it was hanging from the Raptors, those banners they make. And it says the boon. So it's a little bit of a play, but no, I did not give myself the boon. It was Mark McAmore saying, Bob Boone is Booney. You're the boon. And that's how it came to be. So you didn't self gloss. No, I ran with it. I thought it was a cool, <laughs> I thought it was a cool, uh, it was catchy. 
but uh, no, I definitely did not. And then next thing you know, Mac, anywhere we'd go, he would correct people and say, hey, Brett or Booney. It's not Brett. It's not Booney. It's the Boon. So now Mac did it long enough. Everybody in the game was calling me the Boon. Everywhere I'd go, it was the Boon. So it's all attributed to Mark Macklemore. I love that. I love that story. All right. The Boon. Uh, we use the hashtag Boon Approved. Yes. If it's something you like, you use it on social media. I kind of like it because I know if I if I follow the hashtag Boone Approved, I'll see what's on your what's on your mind. So I have one for you. Ready? Yes. I've noticed this year the dugout celebrations last year were starting post COVID. The dugout celebrations started going up a few notches. Right. Um, you know, we went from the bat flips, which you're one of the originals, right? Right. I don't like the current bat flips. Okay. But now they've gone from the boon with the bat flip to some of the most organized dugout celebrations. Guys, come out, angels, you get they they you put on a cowboy hat, uh other places they put you in the in the laundry cart and they and they have you go down the dugout like it's a roller coaster. Uh you you drink out of a out of a of a out, out of a tube if you if, if something good goes in Baltimore. I mean these celebrations are starting to get even bigger than you have in college baseball. So that's what we're gonna ask you today. Dugout celebrations after a bomb are they boon approved? You want the long answer or the short? Um we got time. All right Rich here's here's the deal. Each and every generation, I think we are, we're going to be biased to our generation. As a young player, I had a grandfather who I was very close to. And after games, I would get rid, you know, he'd read me the riot act or whatever was going on in that, in that particular day. Now I chalked it up as <laughs> that's grandpa. That's what grandpas do. And all he ever wanted to tell me were, oh, back in my day, Willie May or, you know, Ted Williams would have never put up with that. And, you know, always in his generation. Now, that's grandpa. Love him to death. Grandpas get certain courtesies. Right. Because they're grandpas. Are so you I tougher used to, than your grandfather? The I, used no. to la- I used to laugh at him and go, you know, Gramps, do you realize how good we are today compared to what you were back then? Oh, now it's a whole different argument. Anyway, I always said to myself, I'll never be that way. I get out of the game. Fast forward. Now I'm on this side. I'm in the media. Um, I have an open mind about each and every generation. My generation is great, and I loved it. And we played the game a certain way. Uh, there were certain rules that we lived by in our game. The game is different now. It's 2023. Uh, and at first, it was kind of a shock to the system to see the celebrations. And everything's about branding. And, and you know, a Junior, a good buddy of mine, started it with let the kids play. Right. Uh, Bryce Harper, make baseball fun again. Right. Uh, so I think it's a shock to your system when you didn't come up in that generation of playing that way. But I've learned to accept it and think to myself, this isn't Brett Boone's game. I'm an ex-player. This is their game. And I say this all the time. History will judge each and one, each and every one of our generations for what it is. But when it's going on, it, this is what they do. They have fun. And so I've 
I've kind of grown to accept it and kind of smile instead of being that guy, that old guy pointing at the TV going, in my day, this wouldn't have flown. No, it isn't your day. It's their day. I think there's a lot of positive about the game today. Uh, I envy the the things they have and the data they have and the information they have uh, at their fingertips. Man, I wish I had that when I was playing. Um, I respect, I think today's generation couldn't learn a hell of a lot from the generation uh, that went before them. But at the same time, I think my generation can learn a hell of a lot from the current players. I think that's what makes baseball going on, uh, continue to go on an upward, upward uh, trajectory. That being said, Boone not approved. I hate those dugout celebrations. Hashtag Boone not approved. Hate them. Just not my cup of tea. Love it. Uh, that's going to do it for Turning Two with Booney. Uh, we appreciate you uh, tuning into the podcast. Please do us a favor. Subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends. You know what we haven't reminded anybody in a while, Brett, is to please leave us a review on the podcast. It helps grow the podcast. So if you can, share it with your friends. Tell them about it. Uh, to the kid who came up to you at the junior high, we'll, we'll make sure we, we give you a shout out. Uh, but but write a review and tell us what you think of the podcast. Give us the feedback. We'd appreciate it. Coming up next week, uh, what do we got, Brett? Next week, we'll be dropping Dante Scarnecchia. Interesting interview. Six Super Bowl rings with the uh, with the New England Patriots. Has a lot of cool insight. You know, he's, for the better part of four decades, was an NFL offensive lineman coach and one of the greatest of all times. You know, a lot of great stories. Interesting. That'll be on Monday. Wednesday, we're going to have John Smoltz, uh, the great Atlanta Brave pitcher now. Former teammate. Former teammate, probably number one rated baseball analyst in the game today. Does all the postseason World Series. So uh, really, really fun to catch up with him. Love talking to pitchers at that level. And just it's it's just really smart conversation at a high level. It really interests me and, and, and intrigues me. I love talking the, the high level of hitting and the mental side. But w- when a Hall of Fame pitcher talks to you about how – what he was thinking when you were in the in the batter's box it's really cool so those are our next two and then uh you'll have another turn of two with booney next week so that's how we got who we got on the docket coming up uh absolutely hey for all of us here at the boot podcast we appreciate you listening to us and uh, we will catch up with you next week uh for brett boone i'm rich fair thanks for joining us everybody